Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, your source for biz dev tips, wisdom, and inspiration. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik. We're unleashing your inner rainmaker in three, two, one. It's my pleasure to welcome to the program, Sarah Tetlow, owner of Firm Focus. Sarah, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Thanks for having me, LA. It's nice to talk to you. It's great to talk to you again as well. You and I have chatted quite a few times through Provisors and we have a couple of mutual clients together. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself and the aha moments along the way that led you into this role that you do now. Sure. So my company is called Firm Focus and I do legal productivity, coaching, consulting, and speaking engagements. And I created this company because I had a desire and um, a want to help lawyers and legal professionals with time management, task management, attention management, organization, and overall trying to reduce burnout and overwhelm. I was a litigation paralegal most of my career. I spent about 15 years doing that. And it was during that time I landed on wanting to help lawyers with time management. It was something that I always felt and heard back from the attorneys I worked with that I was very good at the last minute rush and without the overwhelm. So that's what landed me starting from focus and wanting to give back to the industry that helped me grow to who I am. Absolutely, Sarah. And you know, this is a show about business development and inspiring attorneys. So we'd love to hear your perspective on the connection between time management and business development. Yeah. So obviously it's a huge component of a lawyer's practice. And um, I would almost break it down into, they obviously have the work that they need to do. So servicing the existing clients, then they always have some administrative stuff to do, some some managerial tasks that they deal with. And then business development and marketing is a huge component to what they need to invest time into to grow their practice and succeed in their business. And as you probably know, Alay, when you're working with clients, one of the biggest pushbacks or excuses that you get from lawyers um, about anything related to business development is that I just didn't find the time to do it. Time management is a huge part of a lawyer's practice in being able to increase their productivity and their priorities and ensure that they can carve out time for the important part of business development in their practice. So Sarah, when you hear that, when a lawyer tells you, you know, Sarah, I'm sorry, I just don't have, I just didn't make the time for business development. What goes through your head when someone says that to you? It's not a priority. That's what it really boils down to is that they just haven't found time to make it a priority. And some tips around that. One, and this is where you would come in and be able to help Alay, is to first just be crystal clear on where you need to develop business. Who's your target market? Where are your clients? Where are they hanging out? And that way you can ensure that when you are conducting business development, that you're doing so in the right area. And therefore, it doesn't feel as time consuming because it likely isn't as time consuming. And then the, the last thing around that too is to not overthink business development. If you're a if you're a paying attention to the right market and B carving out time to hang in that market, making that a priority, then business development really doesn't need to be this separate box in your practice. It's really 
then just becomes part of why you show up every day, why you continue to deliver great service to your existing clients and um, continue to enhance and um, improve the relationships with the potential clients and your referral base to grow your book of business. Okay. So I, I'm an attorney, right? And I'm, and I'm telling you, I don't have the time to do business development. Some of it, you know, maybe that maybe I don't want to do it or it's avoidance behavior, procrastination or, or lack of prioritization skills. But other times there's honestly, there's things that are sucking up an attorney's time. And, and these are things mm-hmm. that shouldn't be taking up their time. But yet attorneys continue to do those things anyway. And I know that's, that's an area where you help out. So we'd love to hear mm-hmm. about some of the key um, time traps or time sucks, however you want to call it, that, yeah. uh, that you help attorneys overcome so that they can have the time for business development. Certainly. Well, a lot of those are those administrative tasks that maybe they shouldn't be doing, but they just do them because maybe it was poor planning and being able to delegate, or they think I can do it better, faster, smarter. There's also wasting time in things like your email instead of having systems to support automation, trying to manually read or sort or handle email throughout the day can be a huge time suck. I'll tie it in with there's really, there's what's called the five D's. There's only one thing you can do with any email or any task that you have on your plate. You can one, do it. So you actually handle the email or the handle the project or the tasks. You can delete it. You can delay it. You can diminish it, break it down, or you can, um, I just spaced on the fifth one. Defer it. Thank you. Defer it. <laughs> so it, schedule it out later. So when you think about anything that's wasting your time or taking up your time, and if you apply one of those five D's to it, help break it down. um, Therefore being able to delegate some of it out or defer it till a later time when you can draw your attention to it, but having systems in place that support you and allow you to do that so that you remember it's a particular reminder to come back up at a point in time when you need to handle that particular task or project. And then, as I mentioned, it, this is also highly effective for being able to delegate it out to other people so that you're not doing those non-billable tasks that you no, don't need to be doing. And someone else on your team um, may be able to help support or handle that or even billable tasks for that matter. Maybe take a look at what it is that you're doing. And while you have um, perfected it, that you can do it quickly and with minimal error, maybe it's time to train someone else on your team to start taking that redundant project over and taking the time now to train them so that two months from now, six months from now, it's a polished polished system that they can help support you on that particular mundane task. That is really interesting because there's so many attorneys that aren't able to get to that end where they actually are able to smoothly delegate tasks and they have good processes, a great team, and a real machine working behind them so they can really reclaim their time. We'd love to hear about you know, maybe a recent story that you've had of a client, a great client that you've you know, recently maybe wrapped up with or has had a recent breakthrough. When you started working with that client, what were some of the real challenges that they had that they were looking to help? They were looking to get your help <laughs> to help them solve. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a a newer client, but we've already seen significant progress. So she reached out to me 
Well, let's see. We've been in COVID for about seven, six months now. So I would say it's been about three months. And she was really struggling to stay focused. Some of the issues were a lot of multitasking, a lot of distractions, especially with the news and social media and uh, things happening with COVID. And her billable hours were very, very low um, to the point where she reached out on the verge of fear that if she didn't take control of it, that she may not have a job soon. And within two months, we saw, well, even in the first four weeks in the systems that we were setting up for her, we started to see her billable hours improve. And now three months in, about about three months, I would say we've been working together. She's almost doubled her billable hours. And, and as I said, they were shockingly low. So, um, but the amount of work she has put into it and with the small changes that I make with my clients, we meet weekly so that it's habit forming and healthy habit forming. And we can make those changes um, just like, you know, tightening the, the nut of the chair a little bit each time just to enhance their practice, um, but not overwhelm them with big changes that are not going to be sustainable. Wow. And so with this client, what were some of the key shifts that she had to make that you helped her make? Uh, prioritization was one of the big ones. So we definitely started with um, building in sort of a, a reward system. Um, she was not to check news at all each day until she emailed me her top three. And that was how we started that off. So she would identify the top three, three to five tasks. I try to limit to three, but, and I'm her accountability partner, which is part of my service. So I'm an ear waiting to hear what is the top three. In her case, that was a need that she had. Um, so identifying what the top three was before she could even look at the news and then making some changes to how she handles her emails. So we're still working on the overall improvements of that. Email is a, a very voluminous monster in all of our daily lives, but especially lawyers where there's a lot of important information coming from email. And then there's a lot of really low urgency stuff coming and it's very challenging for the busy mind to separate out those line items without some systems in place. And so that's something that I also work with my clients is to that when I mentioned the automation earlier, let's settle the brain a little bit and let Outlook or G Suite, but Outlook do some work with for you to support um, the ease of the mind and being able to distinguish between what really is high urgency from what may be lower or medium urgency. Um, but like I said, we that's something that we're still working on the full picture of that. But in, even just to start, what we've done today is just kind of changing her practices and mindset on looking at email, not letting it control her day. But again, just like not looking at the news, not looking at email until she's identified the top three to five, sent them to me, and then made sure that nothing else takes priority to what she identified as her uh, intent for the day. And those are top three to five things that she has committed to getting done for the day, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I love what you do because in some sense, you're working with attorneys to do less, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but, but they're doing less, but they're doing the most important things. I, 
you know, I've never heard it put that way. And I think that's brilliant. Can, can that be my answer at the beginning? <laughs> I'm working with attorneys to do less. I love it. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I, I love that you're able to focus them in that way. And it sounds like you've got some pretty specific ways that you work with them. You have some bright line rules that you put in place. And that, that really helps, I would think, not only immediately, but those bright line rules will help build really good habits over time that will stand the test of time. Correct. Yeah. And so I usually start with obviously a, a, a deep dive discovery with my clients. So we meet initially for 90 minutes. And so I can get the full gamut of what does their day look like? What does their practice look like? What does their firm or, or team look like? Um, what does their mind look like? And from there, even though my roadmap takes us through establishing some goals, um, some organization of the mind and the physical space, and then productivity systems overall, it's really customized to my clients, my clients' needs and their experience. So I have a I have a general roadmap for the time that we work together. I'm going off the road sometimes when their needs shift when. We're experiencing someone who's really struggling with procrastination in the moment or multitasking or perfectionism. Um, then we can spend a little bit more time in each of those areas to start to diagnose and then solve those issues and then come back to the overall plan of how to make some healthy changes and habits for them. And, and COVID, March, when COVID hit, and of course it took a little while for everyone to shift, but now that we are in this quote, new normal, I look at it as a really great opportunity to start developing newer, healthier habits because um, our environments have changed and habits are formulated by our environment. And now that that's changed, but now more permanent for a little while, it's a really great time to implement some healthier habits in your workday. Because at the end of the day, you know, time management is, is a topic I'm, I'm passionate about too, Sarah. My perspective on it is, look, Time is life and life is time. At its essence, that's what it is. It's our most precious resource. It can't be saved up. You can't get more of it. It's perishable. Right? It's going away every second. Um, it is without a doubt our most precious resource. And the great news is that a lot of attorneys recognize that because they've been trained you know, to track their time in, in 0.1 increments uh, throughout the day. So they get that. What I love about what you do is you really help them optimize and be intentional about how they're investing that time to get things done over the course of the day. And it is about you know, focusing them on the vital few things that are going to move them forward. Exactly. Well put. And so as you work with them, um, what are some of the, the common mistakes that your clients have already made before they start working with you? Yeah. So kind of going back into the email is, is letting email help <laughs> guide them through their day. So when they're starting an email, um, and that sometimes is eyes open, Finally, turn the snooze off and grab your phone and look to see if any magical work email came through overnight. And um, other times, it, maybe you get a little bit further in your day. I was just reading this morning, a Deloitte study said 44% of Americans check their email within five minutes. Um, I, I'm not remembering the exact numbers, but it's something like 62% within 30 minutes and 88% of Americans check their email within the first hour of waking up. And so in kind of what I said, um, and there, there's so much more to it than this, but to sort of 
uh, bring it down to a few sentences, knowing what you're going to work on for the day before you look at your email is crucial in being able to feel, even just feel accomplished at the end of the day, feel like you got done what you needed to get done and not let other people's needs. That's what email is, right? It's other people's needs um, control your day. And I mean, certainly there's, as I said, there's a lot more to that. If it's a client that we need to respond to, there's some parameters around that and some healthy support around that to be able to respond to them within a reasonable time. Um, But certainly you don't need to respond to them within five minutes of waking up. And chances are you're probably not. You may be reading that email and then thinking about it as you are in the shower and doing your workout and eating breakfast with your family. And so it control it starts to take over your thoughts for the day and it's really hard to then identify what else you need to do um so i i strongly encourage to leave that phone outside of your room spend 10 minutes 30 minutes an hour without looking at it enjoy who you are for the start of the day just get into your own head and your own thoughts and then decide what work-wise you need to accomplish for the day and then check email and by doing it in that order um, it helps support you becoming a whole productive person because being productive is not just about the output of hard work but sleep healthy eating exercise taking breaks and then the output of hard work as well with sheltering in place this has got to be harder to do people can walk six feet and get to their office and having that email come in when you're eating breakfast or when you're eating dinner and you check it, it can really disrupt, I would think, the relationships that you have, the meaningful time you're spending with your family and with your friends. Um, Well, maybe not so much friends right now, but (laughs) certainly with your family. Um, It would really disrupt that and and throw throw it off. So I appreciate you bringing up that aspect that it's not just about the productive hours. It's about your overall life as well. So yeah, email email is a big one. Um, any other big common mistakes that, that you see clients making before they start working with you? Yeah, and, and it's hard for me to tie it to the word mistake, um, but um, Maybe one- Maybe bad habits? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bad habit or just never really knowing how to be organized is uh, a challenge that a lot of lawyers have, right? We spend- Um, I think it's four hours a week searching for documents or emails or things that we lost, notes. And so that disorganization makes it really challenging to prioritize, to know what you're going to work on each day. Um, And so that's another, I mentioned that when we get kind of through my roadmap into the organization, we're setting up mental organization as well as physical organization. So how can we create... um, a workflow or processes that can support you and help you to learn how to be a little bit more organized. I was really fortunate to um, be born organized and also uh, grew up in a family where my my parents are pretty organized as well. And so it's something that has been instilled in me. Um, But I also can see ways in which to help others learn how to become more organized. But if attorneys are finding themselves you know, looking for papers or redoing work. That's my pet peeve is when they redo the, the, the same kind of work, they're just redoing it over and over again from scratch. Um, yeah. that, that wastes a lot of time for sure. And so, um, you know, this, we, we, this all comes back to business development because it's about finding the time and prioritizing 
the need for building your book of business. And so Sarah, what tips and advice do you have for attorneys who are either looking to build a book of business from, you know, from a very low level or who are looking to level up their business development? Well, certainly um, take the time to consider who, what, what you do, who you serve, who your ideal market is. And if that's hard for you to answer, um, talk to someone that can help you identify that a little bit more. And, and then once you've identified a little bit more about uh, your target market and how, how you're going to service them, then it'll become a little bit more apparent where to spend your time. What I wouldn't recommend is just starting to sign up um, at random, throwing darts at different events, writing an article um, and once a year, or maybe throwing a webcast out there um, once a year twice a year and just seeing what sticks to the wall. There really needs to be a strategy and some intent if you want to spend less time on business development yet have it be way more effective to your practice. That is uh, excellent advice and words of wisdom. So I appreciate that. Um, as you look at firm, firm focus, your business and how it's grown and, and what lies ahead, what really excites you about firm focus? Yeah. So what I do, what, what Firm Focus offers really is that customized experience to help the lawyers. And I also work with legal professionals, um, paralegals, admin, um, and even other, I've, I have a wealth advisor, I have a marketer who is a client of mine. So it is kind of industry agnostic, although I did design it working with lawyers because I spent many years inside law firms. But I really help them make small, manageable, and sometimes challenging, but small manageable changes to experience less overwhelm, increase their business and revenue, increase their sleep, and reduce their burnout. And so what excites me is to be able to help my, my clients achieve that healthier practice and a healthier life overall. Um, so it, I mean, every day, it, it just knowing when I'm meeting with a particular client and catching up on what we talked about last week and hearing what's worked and sometimes just having to make some small changes to what maybe didn't work for them um, really excites me just to continue to help them grow um, effortlessly in a way. That is, that's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that with us, Sarah. Clearly you love what you do and you're really passionate about it and it means a lot to you, which is exactly the way it should be. You've, you've shared with us a lot today. If people want to contact you to uh, see um, if you might be a fit for their needs or to get more, how, how should they do that? LinkedIn is great. I'm always open for connecting on LinkedIn. So Sarah Tetlow, and um, I would be happy to connect there. You can also email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at firm-focus.com. And the website is the same URL firm-focus.com. Um, and phone number is 925-808-9995. Sarah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks, Elaine. Really appreciated it. Look forward to talking again soon. Take care. Take care. And that's a wrap. To get more episodes, webinars, and free stuff, visit lawyerbusinessadvantage.com. My name is Ale Yajnik. Thank you for listening, and remember, there is a rainmaker inside everyone, including you.